Previously on Out of the Mix. Go for it, Rick. I was going to say, go for it, Eddie. <laughs> You're already agreeing. Oh, baby. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, hey, well, this tournament needs spoilers. That, that's that's true. They're all on drugs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll copy and paste that around. I think Josie is the... That gets my overbite going every time. Can you stop the game right now and just take it the way... No, I, maybe not. <laughs> Good news uh, out of the main listeners who tuned in last week to hear the almost near breakup of the Inside Music cast. Uh, Bygones are bygones. They've come back. Eddie and Rick are rejoining us for the second part of this round of the March to Madness tournament. John, crisis averted. Yeah, and while they wait in the green room, I am going to give a quick reminder of the seating process of this because that question has come up a couple of times. Uh, I expected that, that people would argue with my seeds, but here's how it went down. So I started... From a importance level, I started with the Yatsky ranking of all the tunes that were done, uh, obviously, mm-hmm. which was not the entire catalog, but I put more weight on those. Uh, then by the second criteria was their spin counts on Spotify. So that's kind of going to the people, right? Getting the, the popularity. And then I guess in general, my observations over the last few years being involved in these music groups and seeing which songs seem to resonate more with people than others. Uh, so I kind of use those three elements in that order of importance to put together this list. As well as the seeds, I would imagine. Yes, right? exactly yes. right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, you, people are going to argue with you no matter how you did it. So at least you did it. I knew that. Yes, that's right. We got to figure out uh, what we're going to do next year, but but we don't have to do that yet. No, we've got a whole month. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, a whole year. Sorry. Well. All right. Well, should we uh, jump back into where we left off? I'd rather dive back in. We're going to go to the West End Sunset region, which, as I recall, was heavy gaucho. Yeah. Well, we're not going to start there, though. We're going to start with the number one seed, Deacon Blues. I'm ready to cross that fine line. Learn to work. Beat out, turn that heartbeat. And then we had a matchup of Dr. Wu versus Black Friday. And even though that's only an 8-9 matchup, I'm a little surprised that Dr. Wu got through. Are you with me, Dr. Wu? Are you really just a shadow of the man that I once knew? So Deacon Blues versus Dr. Wu. You want to go first, Eddie? Yeah, Deacon Blues. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, open and shut case. It's just, you know, I, 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 Dr. Wu, I've been listening to that track actually, you know, in the past couple of days and listening to a lot of Stevie Dan uh, in preparation for this and just to get the right vibe. And you know what? It goes back to the different vibe of the era. You know, what mood are you in? You know, what, what mood were these guys in? You know, sure, we can play these records uh, and these tracks from different eras next to each other, but Maybe that's not the way to have these compete against each other because the decades span these these tunes. And in the same way, I'm sort of thinking, well, how can these two be going against each other? Um, it's 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 very difficult. But, yeah, that's what I choose. Yeah. Well, you, you guys have a podcast. You can do it your <laughs> way. <right? laughs> 
Maybe invite us on as guests. <laughs> play, yeah. play, play some games. <laughs> right. I've never done that. All, All right. right. Any argument uh, against Deacon Blues? I do sort of. I, I, I am going to. Um, I am going to counter my, my my earlier comment about if it comes from Asia, then it's going through or <laughs> something like that. Um, this is a case where it's not. I'm going to pick Doctor Wu, and and it's Ooh. it's as much as I love Asia. For me, the weak the weak link on the album, and I know it was a big hit is Deacon Blues. I just, I thought it was just sort of a, it's a wonderful song. I'll take it over anything in the world, but I, as compared to the rest of the album, I just, I, I thought Deacon Blues was a little vanilla for me, you know, in terms of the creativity, mm. beautiful song, well played. I, you know, but, but I would have, I would put Dr. Wu on Asia as opposed to Deacon Blue. Wow. I love that analysis only because it's bold, you know and yeah. I mean? It's like, it just goes against conventional wisdom. So very cool that you would offer that up. Uh, Tom, so you have to break the tie here. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm siding with Eddie because in an almost reflexive way, um, the thing I like about Deacon Blues is this, and it's this sort of signature Steely Dan, or at least around that era, these long sort of grooves where like nobody's like coming to the fore and taking this huge solo, but we're just grooving for a long time. You know, you get that at the end of uh, like Hey 19, for example. So anyways. Yeah. That's just my preference. It's mostly just the kind of feels, so I can't intellectualize it more than that. Deacon Blues goes through. For what it's worth, I would come really close to siding with Rick on that. I think I would still give the tilt to Deacon Blues, but I'm Mm. way higher on Dr. Wu maybe than most people are. So Mm. interesting. Well, now, uh, Rick, what is your thoughts in general on Gaucho? You mentioned we haven't gotten to Gaucho yet. Is that because you love it, you hate it, or just just noticing that we had ignored Um, it? It's one of my because that's kind of a divisive album. No, I, Gaucho is is uh, is right up there with 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 um, Asia in mm-hmm. in my mind. I I, I don't even know. If it, I I always say Asia is my favorite, but Gaucho is, is right there. And mm-hmm. if I had to like list my top three albums of all time, they, those two albums would be two of the three. I just absolutely love Gaucho, so no no complaints there. <laughs> we agree there too. All right. Then let's deal with the uh, matchup because we have a Asia versus Gaucho matchup coming up. So we've got Home at Last. Interestingly, last week Pete told us uh, that that is their uh, Walter and Donald's favorite song. And their least favorite song is With a Gun. So we had Home at Last matched up against With a Gun. Home at Last got through. And then we have number 13 seed, a big upset. My Rival beat out I Got the News. So we got Home at Last, My Rival. The wind was driving in my face. The smell of prickly pear. Show me my Boy, that's tough. That is that's a tough. tough that's tougher than I yeah, thought. Yeah, it okay. is. But see that tougher than the seating would indicate. Mm-hmm. But home at last is that's from Asia. That's not from Gaucho. Right. That's what I'm saying. But it's going oh, up against okay. uh, my rival. Oh, right, yeah. right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. See that that's one that you just have to break it down. You, you if, if you look at my rival and and, um, and what you get when you put drop that needle on that track, um, you you not only get tons of just vibe you know a lot of ethereal vibe from the deep roads you know 
Uh, and the really slow mo- melodic movement of the whole thing. And it carries you the whole way through. It's it, it, it almost transforms your mind as you're really listening to that in a way that another song might not. Um, I'm... I'm going to go with my rival that uh, it not only because it's, it's off of Gaucho, but I used to play that thing over and over and over the same track over and over. And it gets you in a certain mm. mood. It, it it changes you as you listen to that. So I don't know that that's, that's my take on it. Rick, where are you at? This is hard. This is the hardest one it, so far. It in is. My mind, Cause granted you've got songs coming from two of my favorite albums and uh, I love Gosh, I don't know. This uh, Steve Kahn played on My Rival. He did some brilliant guitar work yeah. on that song. But I don't know. I could go with either one of these. I'd have to flip a coin. I'm going to go with Home at Last only because what I love about Home at Last is Bernard Purdy's playing on that, yeah. on that track. His drum, his shuffle on that is just it's just classic Outstanding. Bernard Purdy. And I'm just going to go with Home at Last just because. Just because. Yeah. Make me break the tie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's... All right, John, do you want to break the tie? Because it's fairly decisive for me. Oh, gosh. I wasn't prepared for that. Um, I think I'd probably go the same way as you. I would give the ever slightest nod to Home at Last. Is that yeah. what you would say? Yes, by a larger margin. The Only thing be- about my rival is that if you're sort of a, quote, surface listener, it's one of those songs where you're, kind of waiting for something to happen and it never really mm-hmm. does. But that's the thing that keeps you coming back. Cause like you say, Eddie, it's that groove. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not trying to hit you over the head. It's kind of, kind of coming at you, coming in the back door. You I know was what thought, I mean? you know, that came out, uh, Gaucho was, came out, you know, around the time of, of, of uh, the Nightfly. And I always thought that that tune, my rival had, it could have fit perfectly on the Nightfly somewhere in there. Just, just the sound, yeah, the, the type of sounds they were using and, my rival uh, on Gaucho, th- these guys were in a different frame of mind for this album. And there's another there's another song that it parallels my rival, and that's Third World Man. And that's and they're they're tucked next to each other, and uh, it just like what what the vibe was so similar to that, you know. And and uh, and maybe I'm just maybe I just felt the strength of that. Um, of that that track that the whole album would have been would have not been complete without my rival. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to mention that that this has a totally different vibe. To me, the third world man was the oddball tune on that song. It, it, it was in terms of its its demeanor. Um, yeah, it, it was the whole album sort of up, and then all of a sudden you hit third world man, and it just <laughs> kind of takes you down to yeah. the place. Yeah, the picture that one draws. I mentioned that last week. So. All right, let's let's see what we got next here. We have an, uh, another gaucho tune. We got Time Out of Mind. And that is going up against the title track to Asia, and that would be the song Asia. album again 
Asia. Well, it, it, as soon as you said time out of mind, I thought, oh, that's going to be a winner. But then when you said Asia, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Song Asia, I know. If, if I had to pick a number one song that I had to take with me to the grave, that'd probably be it. Because there's, that is, to Ooh. me, that's one of the most brilliantly written, I don't even know if you call it a pop song, just songs in general, ever. I mean, just that that song is just, I, I don't know, it's 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 kind of indescribable. There's uh, Nothing has ever been made like that song that actually got radio airplay. It might be the perfect encapsulation if you had to pick Steely Dan in a song. That might be the perfect one. That's I what know. I tell people. If you're going to listen yeah. to anything yeah. Steely Dan, maybe yep. listen to that first, and that kind of gathers it all. Was it yeah. uh, was it Bumpus that did the, the 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 sax on that, Rick? Was it was it Bumpus? No, it was the late Wayne Shorter. Yeah, he just passed yeah. away here recently. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, just Steve Gadd's performance. I mean, everything about that thing <laughs> is just you know, it just makes yeah, yeah makes you just wipe your lips a little bit, you know, and but. the most amazing drum <laughs> solos in a song I've ever heard, you know, just, so yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Tom. Well, exactly. I mean, for all those you, reasons, you don't have to yeah. break a tie, but yeah, no, you would agree with that emphatically. So yeah. 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 I would agree with that too. I mean, it's their most expansive song in terms of, you know, writing outside of the three minute window. Um, but it, there it is pure perfection from note one to the end. All right. I'm more interested in what this next matchup is going to yield, so let's get to it. Yeah, as you like to call it, this is Gaucho on Gaucho Crime, specifically the song Gaucho. Just when I say, boy, we can't miss, you are golden, then you do this. You say this guy is so cool. Going up against the biggest hit off of Gaucho, and that is Hey 19. Not Hey 16, though. No. Wow. Who's going first? Uh, I know. Yeah, you're, you're probably going to go with Gaucho um, because Hey 19, correct me if I'm wrong, you might look at that as Hey 19 being a little more leaning to the pop side, that type of thing a little bit. So you're going a little more Gaucho. It's, it's a little more closer to the Steely Dan tracks. What are your thoughts on that? Are you trying to guess for me? Trying I'm trying to think of your methodology because there's different ways you could look at these two two babies. I mean, it's well. Uh, I mean, yeah. Hey, nineteen is a wonderful pop tune, and I love it. Um, it, there's, I mean, certainly, you know, I'd, I'd never turn that away. But if I had to choose between that two, it's definitely Gaucho for me. It's definitely more the more intriguing tune, and um, you know, uh, just again, the 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 backing vocals in that song are what sucked me in. Um, the harmonies, uh, it's just. Yeah, the lyrics in that song were so cool. I, yeah, that's just that to me. That's the most brilliant song on that album. When you listen to Gaucho, you it's like an audio movie that's happening right yeah. before your eyes. And I don't know if any other track, even the ones that we've talked about, give you a visual such as Gaucho. I mean, come on, elevator yeah. shoes, and then, you know, Star Spangled Poncho. You know, you know. I had that on last yeah. week. Good luck on you. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> but you, you know, it's 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 so it's a, such a visually an audio visual I know. song. Yeah, lyrics like "Can't we drop him near the freeway?" Yeah. Hasn't he yes. got a home? I just it's it's, it's, it's just so. so I think funny. the Rick, you hit the right word. It's it's an intriguing track 
that's just wrapped up with Steely Dan vibe and whatever. So Gaucho is it for me too. And Jeff Percaro played drums on that one. Oh. So. Tom yes. is so disappointed because I think he would have gone Hey 19 if he had the opportunity. <laughs> oh, I so would have. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It should so. be stated for the record. So I, I, I do not yet have the sophisticated ear to enjoy Gaucho the way that you gentlemen do. It's, I'll agree I, with that. There's too much Wendell on that for me. It's just like, I know you, so the Percaro album, plays means, on this, yeah. the album. Yeah. 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 Um, it's just, it takes some of the, the coolness vibe from Asia and waters it down a bit. And I still, I mean, I'm coming around to it a little bit, but not yet. Well, and I f- the difference is if you are looking at, uh, Steely Dan as quote performance based, then yeah, you're missing the performance based aspects exactly. of what you hear in Asia. But if you're looking at them from the, uh, production base of trying to find where that next new sound is coming from, that's, I think how you appreciate Gaucho for sure. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, I'm All right. packing up my ball and I'm going home. Oh, wait. We got one more round. You're, well, no, we got to go to the... We're heading to the uh, Dude Ranch above the Ooh. sea. All right. We have our, well, first, let's uh, summarize that region. So we have... Coming up next week, we have Deacon Blues going up against Home at Last. And then Asia against Gaucho, the Battle of the Title Tracks. Woo-hoo-hoo! Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We're going to move on to Dude Ranch Above the Sea. We've got the number one seed, Babylon Sisters. Going up against Your Gold Teeth 2, which beat out Your Gold Teeth. Well, it wasn't called 1, but you know. Throw out your gold teeth and see how they roll. The answer they Life is unreal. Interesting matchup there. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Babylon Sister. Um, it's just you know that I like I like the your gold teeths. <laughs> I, like, I like all of them. I like all those. Gold teeth. <laughs> but uh, I mean, just, again, we're talking a, a track from from one of my very favorite albums, and and uh, just, just you know, again, the, the groove is so good there. I, I got to go with Babylon Sisters. Yeah. You uh, you, you mentioned Babylon Sisters. I sort of had that underbite that Rick was talking like, mm, a nice one, you know. So that's a real, but <laughs> that's another one of those. It's just pure perfection, top to bottom. It is. It really is. You know, lyrically, but in rhythmically, and and every time I hear, you know, the in the vocals. This song was written with bringing the vocals and to the front. You know, baby, shake it, shake it, shake it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Um, I, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's just one of those things. It's magical when you hear it. And, uh, when you turn it up loud, people want to, they're brought into it really easily. Um, I don't know if it's a pop song or it's a Steely Dan jazz song. It's that this one's is really gray on the edges, but it, uh, it pushes my buttons and, um, that's, that's the pick I got too. Cool. All right. Speaking of gray, I think this next matchup is one of the more intriguing ones that we have. Um, this appears to be a fan favorite, Night by Night. It's a Vegas life, said the Queen of Spain. The 
what to call it can't call it an album track so it wasn't on an album but I, I think it's a hidden gem favorite for people and that's here at the western world i knew you were going to say that yeah mm. oh boy that's tough i saw one of the last times i saw steely dan um they played night by night and it, i walked away from the concert that night thinking that was the best song they did the entire night it was just killer but man here at the western world that's that's in asia territory yeah uh, it is boy do you have a thought eddie it's, it's it's pure i mean it's got you know it's got stevie dan running through the veins of this every ounce of this 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 track rhythmically everything it's um it, it's i think I enjoy listening to that song live better than I did listening to it on, on a record. Um, I don't know why it is. Some of those, we've been to several, so many Steely Dan concerts. And when you hear it live, the, the, the magic comes to life. And, um, and I think what Rick is saying, he's, you know, it's such a memorable thing when, when that happens. And I sort of agree with it. I think it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll agree with Rick on this one. I haven't, ga- I haven't given my choice yet. No? Okay. No. <laughs> either well, way, either way, you agree. <laughs> yeah, Western World. Whatever it is. Oh, you're going to take yeah. Western World? Yeah, I am. I got to go with that one, too. I guess oh. we do agree. So yeah. down at the Lido, they welcome me with sausage and beer. I mean, <laughs> I know. Yeah. What other, what other song has opened with something so, so visual? So Tom good? is so, uh, Night by Night is, is his baby. But, you know, ever since the day that you pointed out that Night by Night is sort of the jam band version of Steely Dan, it turned me off to it. So I, I'd go here at the Western World. Just Need I remind I think you who the drummer is? I know, but here at the Western World is as good as they ever did. I don't know how that didn't make the cut. Yeah. All right, we got. We're going right. I should have taken my ball and gone home. Yes, by the way, <laughs> we're going back to uh, when Rick was five years old, because we got Ricky. Don't lose that number. Up against. I'm assuming when you heard that you were in the car on your way to school. So we got my old school. I was smoking with the boys upstairs when I heard about the whole affair. I said, one more, William and Mary won't do now. That's so easy for me because if, it, <laughs> believe it or not, I know when they when Steely plays <laughs> my old school at in concerts, I go and get a beer because I, for some reason, that's one of the few songs that just don't click with me. That one in East St. Louis, Toodaloo. I just, those songs just don't click with me for some reason. And so in, in Ricky has to be a, a top five favorite Steely Dan tunes. So that's easy. Yeah, it, it was so influential. Like I mentioned at the stop of the show, there's, there's just, everything is wonderful about that tune. It's not a, so, it's not a cigar, the, do you guys know the name of the instrument that it's, that starts the song? Do you know what that's called? No, that's not like the uh, water drum or something. Flabamba or yeah. something. <laughs> now I'm messing it up, but it's, it's like a flabamba or so, a flabamba. Yeah, the movie or the song La Bamba. No? Something different? All right. All right. Moving right along. Uh, 
<laughs> Eddie, well, we have, we got to get Eddie's uh, take on that. Do you agree? Ricky, we're going to go All with Ricky. Right, Ricky. He's, my, he's, my, he's my longtime partner, and, and I'm sticking yeah, with him. Yeah, you can't bail on Ricky now. No, you can't bail on Ricky. Speaking of, though, Ricky, uh, I don't know if you use setlist.fm, but that's a nice handy-dandy app to plan your potty breaks and your beer breaks. You can look at the setlist that's coming up. You're like, all right, I'm out of here. <laughs> right yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, final matchup. Final matchup, final region. We have a... Fagan solo tune called H Gang. I hope you are familiar. Here comes the H With another Fagan solo tune, the legendary New Frontier. down easy for me but if you want to start eddie mm, new frontier h gang what was the first gang h gang yeah pete was big on h gang that's how that got through because i like h gang too and pete was really quick to put h gang through hmm. i'm gonna go with h gang not not only uh, it's it just i love that track it was is just great um but man, the brass knuckles on the album <laughs> the artwork no that's awesome <laughs> i mean you know just i mean just i mean just that's like that right I mean, it was just, it's great. It's brass knuckles. And I don't think I ever saw an album cover like that. No, seriously. It's uh it's, it's, it's a great track. Um, I don't think that there's a comparison. Are you being it's- overly influenced by the fact that it's H gang with no vowels accompanying H? <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Occasionally I, I buy a, a, very secretively. I buy vowels. Okay. So, um, <laughs> but yes. I don't typically tell people that I'm a, I'm a constant. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Uh, constant. Um, Wait, yeah. What? Yeah. 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 Constantly H gang for me. You're taking H Gang over New Frontier. I am. Oh, you must not be mad about Brubeck. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, New Frontier is is sheer brilliance, and and I remember the video. Do you guys remember the, mm-hmm. the video where they tried to tell Love the story? You see the, the guy and the girl going down to the shelter, yeah. and you know, like the end of the world is here, and. And what I loved about that video too is the the kind of fifties or sixties mod little animations yes. that they had. Mm-hmm. Yes. Love that. Yes. And there's nothing. Uh, I don't know. There's not. There's not too many songs we talk about today that could that could knock New Frontiers off for me. So definitely New Frontiers. <laughs> so I need to uh, break the tie, correct? You do. Well, break the tie in a shocker. H gang is going through. Oh, I've already written in new. Oh my gosh. No, no, no. Whoa. Ooh. A shocker. I heard HK. Why, Tom? Why? Uh, you'll not like <laughs> No, you won't like the reason. <laughs> he, he won't be able to tell you why. <laughs> the reason is this originated as a yacht rock podcast. It, when you listen to so? the intro to H Gang before the drums come in, you get, I think, the yachtiest vibe you're ever going to get out of Steely Dan, because I don't think it's Steely Dan's that yachty. Um, but there's something about that that has really grown on me, and there's something about New Frontier that's starting to sour on me. I love, I always love oh, the song, boy. but now it's like, all right, this is, feels like it, we, it's repeating, it's repeating. It's re- Anyways, H Gang, sometimes teams just get hot, guys. Ooh. They're going through. Oh, man. They get yeah. hot at the right time. Yeah. There you go. There you All go. right. Final uh, region. Let me summarize. And we've got uh, coming up next week, Babylon Sisters is going up against Here at the Western World. And Ricky, don't lose that number, has got to see if they can stop the momentum of the H-Gang. Woo! Hello. 
going to be a big week. Yes. Well, before we let you go to uh, next week, <laughs> tell us what's going on at Inside Music Cast. Anything new uh, and exciting coming up or something recently that we should all go tune in and listen to? Yeah, we just uh, released our latest podcast uh, episode a couple of days ago with um, Svein Dog Hauge of the band Lava. Oh, yeah. Oh, you guys aren't yeah, we are. Okay. They've got a, 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 a 10 or 11 CD box Ooh. set that's coming out. It's 10 CDs. <clears throat> oh. Actually, is it, maybe it's more than that. I know he, he Svein mentioned that there's a, there's like a CD for fans who, who, who will really enjoy this one because it has a lot of outtakes and, you know, demo cuts and stuff like that. But it also has their, the only way you can get their brand new album is by buying the box set, at least initially. Oh, they, right. it's it's called X. And uh, if you listen to our podcast uh, towards the end of the show, we play a sample of one of the new songs that they allowed us to play. So teaser. Um, so it's a great interview with Fine Dog, and he's he's yeah. those guys are brilliant. That Mikhail Ingstrom, who's one of our correspondents, uh, arranged that for us. He he knows those guys, and Mikhail. Uh, says that you know he basically describes them as the Toto of Norway and that all of those guys were brilliant studio musicians and were the go-to guys in the Norwegian music scene back in the around the same time Toto began. Interesting. I did not know that part. Yeah, I hear some occasional Toto sounds in a few of their tunes as You've well. You've called that out on the podcast. Yes, where, I have. Yeah, where there were some interesting syncopated hits. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll listen for that for sure. These guys have definitely put in their their work. I mean, they're over 40 years together. They actually started out almost at the same time that Toto was starting out in late 70s. So, I mean, they're they're going parallel um, across the ocean. I'm very surprised. Me and Rick sometimes look at each other and think, I'm surprised they didn't get any traction over here in the States like they should have. So our part of our objective in getting them on for this long podcast um, is to reintroduce them to our listeners. And we're getting a lot of people that say, where were these guys all along? So we're like, that's, that's what we do. We like to dig deep and, and let people um, understand. Who it's so are. cool to see this resurgence happening, even from obscure acts from overseas that no one ever heard of. Really cool. Really cool. Love what you guys do. Um, mm-hmm. All right, John. Well, I think we have our Hey Night, our Hey 16. We do. We do. So let's thank the Brothers from Others Mothers. Wow. Um, and um, just let us know when you want thank us to you. come on your tournament podcast. Let's create a tournament, Eddie. Got I don't it. know. <laughs> we could do Lava's entire catalog. Yeah, 64 songs. <laughs> Might require a, a little bit of homework. All right. A little thanks, study. gentlemen. We'll see That's you next right. time. All right. Take it easy. Right. Thanks for having us on again. Talk to you later. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And there we have it. I think we landed on the Hey 16, correct? We did. We did. You know, I am suspicious of you, though. I think when you had an opportunity to do a tiebreaker, you're trying to play the game of trying to knock out one of my picks. I think the only reason you picked H-Gang over New Frontier, because you think I had New Frontier as a uh, one of my picks. So you just wanted to knock mm. it out, right? I did not think that, but I'm glad you brought That is a shocker. Yeah, yeah, but I'm glad you brought up H game because okay. that's gonna come back into play today. Yeah, that's a ten seat all the way into the Hayes sixteen. Woo. Yeah, well, 
you know, there's madness happening in the NCAA even as we speak. So what's to make this tournament any different? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, okay. So we should maybe forecast looking ahead to next week. We have a brand new guest who's yep. never been on the show before. Listener Mike, who we've referenced, mm-hmm. will introduce the uh, listening audience to listener Mike. And we will have, well, we'll put the onus of the weight of the world on him to help us decide who is crowned the champion. Yeah, and he's not on Facebook, so he doesn't have to read or listen to any of the garbage <laughs> he's going to get in return. Hey, as one uh, quick reminder again, though, they want to thank uh, the guys at Inside Music Cast, Rick and Eddie, for coming on. They have great in-depth interviews. They do much deeper interviews than typically our shows, which are a little bit lighter. I mean, uh, our interviews go deep, but we do a lot of stuff like this, too. They really dig in. They're generally an hour long, and they've also got their own 24-7 music app called Inside Music Cast radio and you should be checking both of those out yeah for sure and make sure you follow them on facebook too. right it's good good follow all right well with that shall we uh, look ahead to lightning round number two let's do it all right lightning round part b right something like that <laughs> or we're not doing part c after uh, the scurvy hit us no. right <laughs> We used that one last <laughs> yeah, week. Yeah, I recovered from that. That actually doesn't last too long. So oh, good. You know, it's not good. like as long as uh, long COVID or anything like that. Ooh, jeez. All right. All right. Well, let's have you go first this time then. All right. Uh, I've got a few fun facts about Steely Dan that I dug up. Uh, there's a lot of them uh, on the internet, and I went to a top five. Here's my top five. So uh, they have sold over 40 million records worldwide. It's a big number for a band that would be considered... Uh, left of center and, you know, not quite up the pop center, right? Yeah. Um, interesting that uh, Walter Becker at one point moved to Maui and he became an avocado farmer. Hmm. Interesting fact. Yes. Uh, many people know about uh, their relationship to Chevy Chase, Bard College. They were there together and they had a band. For those that don't know, they had a band with Walter and um, Donald and Chevy and Chevy played drums for them, and that band was called Leather Canary. That's a good name, Leather Canary. Yeah. I don't know what it means. Um, Do you know what Steely Dan means? Moving right okay. along. Okay. Um, number four, when Do It Again was released originally in 1972, it was credited on the sleeve as a traditional song without giving credit <laughs> to being written by uh, Becker. Really? Apparently that was fixed eventually, yes. And then uh, the last one, I know a lot of people know this, but uh, for those that don't, the album cover, of course, for Asia, was designed by the great comedian Phil Hartman, who did many others. Uh, Most notably would be the legend from uh, Poco album. So that horse on the front, that was another of his great designs. As was America's Greatest Hits. Yeah. Did you know? Yeah, Yeah, I did know that. Yeah. That one doesn't stand out as being anything brilliant, but I mean that's not what he was always doing. He wasn't always doing artistic stuff. It was right, you know. That was yeah, that more was more a, almost realistic kind of yeah illustration. Yeah. All right. Well, you were just full of fun facts. Yeah. Found it. I had see. a question for you though. As I was listening to stuff, this is completely random, but we have time on this episode. Do you ever listen to stuff on Spotify? No, this is going to sound like a joke question. It's not. But do you ever specifically go to listen to things on Spotify? Just for the purpose of trying to tilt or shape your algorithms? Mm. 
Not necessarily. I will say I've refused to hit the like button on songs because I'm afraid of what the algorithm will erroneously learn about my true intentions. So I do that way. I try to manipulate it that way. Okay. And then the other thing I do, and then I'll ask, shoot it back to you. But the other thing I do is I will play a specific song, like just search for a specific song, because I want to see what Spotify is going to serve up to me in relation to that. And that's always fun as a way to... A, just hear things that you forgot you forgot or discover brand new music. You're like, okay, I would have never found this otherwise. Yeah, but- well, I guess that would count. So, because I would listen to, say, an, an album, like I listened to Haircut 100 uh, this week. I didn't realize how good that album was, but it was more specifically because I wanted to filter some of that stuff into my algorithm and then see what would come out of it. So, yeah, yep, yep. It's fun to play with the machines that way, isn't mm-hmm. it? While well, they're playing with us all the time. Yeah, so. Exactly. Yes. All right. So now you can do your found at sea. All right. So you found some facts at sea. Mm-hmm. I found religion at sea oh. in a manner of speaking. So way back machine, um, season one, I think they may have even been our first ever guests. Uh, the folks from Yacht Rock Miami. Remember we had yes. uh, Captain Juan Love and Alex G yes. on with us. Yes. And we had back then, we had something that predates even Does It Float Your Boat. We were asking each other, you know, we're trying to get mad online like they do on Facebook and posing songs is, do you consider this to be Yachty or not? Right, right. right. And so one song proposed, I'll Never Forget It by Alex G, just seemed so out of category to me. Great tune. You know, it was Smooth Operator by Shut In. Mm I'm thinking, all right, there's no way just categorically that that can even be in the consideration. So, but here we are three, four years later, I'm learning more about uh, not only their interpretation of what smooth music is, but also just kind of the actual fundamentals of Yacht Rock. And so here I'm here to tell you, I don't think I would say it's Yacht, but this is a lot closer than you think when you start hearing, you know, tenor sax solos in electric piano. So here's a little review and maybe you shall find religion at sea as well. Uh, with apologies to uh, Alex G, I think you were closer to the boat than I gave you credit for, sir. Mm, it's one of those songs that if you were to like make a checklist on paper and say, does it have this and this and this, the, you know, you check off a lot of the boxes of Yacht Rock, but still when I listen to it, it doesn't sound like Yacht Rock to me. Same with me. But here's a fun exercise on okay. how it ties in. Go back and imagine, you're going to kind of have to trick your brain. Imagine that this were recorded by Steely Dan. And you could hear the silly lyrics about who the smooth operator is. And mm. you could hear some of the musicians, maybe a different vocalist. And you're like, hmm, it could be Yacht. It could be. Hmm, that but, is interesting way to look at it. I'll, I'll, I will do that. That's homework yeah, I will the, do this time. Smooth operator. Yeah. You could just, can't you just hear Fagan writing about that? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. So that brings us to, uh, you know, this is my theme from last week where I just play an intro to a song and I'm like, uh, Let's talk about it after you hear the intro to this song. Now, there it was. That's the beginning of H-Gang. As I said... 
to be that sounds like the closest thing to yacht Steely Dan or Fagan or Becker has. Of course, when the drums kick in, it doesn't sound yachty at all, and the rest of the song. But that's why that song got through for me because it's like, hmm, that's like a buried treasure in this deep catalog of Steely Dan's. Really, Fagan, right? Yeah, but um, too overlooked for my for my own standpoint. And, so. and from a writing standpoint, that song fits so much more with their earlier stuff than what Steely Dan or Donald Fagan was doing, say, in the 90s and 2000s, because it's much more melodic in nature, whereas a lot of their later stuff is much more like groove oriented. It doesn't have all the chord changes. It's much more groove set. And this one has, like I say, a lot more melody, a lot more chord changes. And as uh, Rick points out many, many times, it has the lush harmonies and stuff, which is another thing you didn't hear as much later on. So that song sounds like it fits, not sonically, but stylistically back in maybe the uh, Royal Scam days or even Asia. Which is probably why it, you know, was able to pull off the upset. So, yep. Yep. All right. What about uh, you there, Barry Treasure? Well, speaking of which, I kind of wanted to uh, give it up to some of the people that do like the later era Steely Dan. And this is from 2003, Everything Must Go album. And you'll hear what I mean by this is a lot more groove oriented. And this was called The Last Mall. Sweet treats and surprises for the little buckaroos. Some interesting sonic texture to that tune as well. Yeah, so that's the last album they did together, right? 2003, and then the rest was Fagan solo after that. So here's a question I have for you that I should probably know the answer to, and I think I do, but for our listeners' benefit. So they stopped using the same cast of characters pretty much as Fagan even went on post what we'd consider Yacht Rock era, correct? So did he move back to New York and record? I or was think, he still in LA? I thought they went, um, I'm pretty sure he went back to the East Coast. Yeah. And there are a different set of characters for sure. Yeah. There I, might I've be some if- overlap, but for the most part, it's uh, much more unknowns, let's say, by comparison. Yeah. That's yeah. what I, I just noticed. Mm-hmm. As we, all right. Cool. All right. Where does that leave us? Does that leave you with a uh, off the map? Well, that leaves me with an off the map thing. And uh, I went. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be funny, and I was looking for um, bad Steely Dan covers. And <laughs> I, I guess Google took my word bad to mean good. You know how that can be either way? So you found bad sneakers? No, I found Toto oh. in 2003 covering Bodhisattva. Bodhisattva, you take me by the hand. So that is bad. Bad meaning good. I mean, they pretty much yeah. play it uh, note for note with the live energy, right? Yes. You might even call it baddies, Vata. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I have two questions for I'm you. I'm out of here. No, that wasn't one of them. Okay. Because I know how to get out of here if you want to get out of nah, here. Yeah. We're not doing that. Uh, do you know what Bodhi's Vata means? I had no idea. I've never looked it's, into that. It is a person who is able to reach nirvana, but delays doing so out of compassion in order to save suffering beings. Oh, well, I'm so thankful yeah. for that. Yes. Uh, question number two. Mm-hmm. Did any of the Toto personnel play on the recorded version of Bodhisattva originally? 
I know Jeff was part of the tour, so he would be on the live version. Uh, what album is that off of? I can look it that's up. That's off quick. of uh, the second one, uh, Countdown to Ecstasy. I don't think so. Check me on that. No, it's the usual cast of characters. Uh, so the original five piece, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So Donald Fagan, Walter Becker, Danny Diaz, uh, Skunk Baxter, and Jeff, is it Hoder? Hotter. Yeah. Hotter. Jim Hotter. Yeah. Right. Does it say Jim Jeff? Yeah. No, it's Jim Hotter. Okay. Right. But no, there's additional musicians like Victor Feldman, but I don't see any of the Toto Cats. Nah. All right. That amount of questions then. I do have an off, uh, another buried, uh, what is it? Off the map mm-hmm. is what I happen mm-hmm. to have. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to let you play this tune. You go back to uh, several, several episodes ago. I sort of discovered that modern blow monkeys is a bit yachty by nature. All right. And uh, so here's another tune from them. It's called It Doesn't Have to Be That Way. So that's not necessarily modern Blow Monkeys because that was off the album after they were big. That's from 1987's album. Uh, she was only a grocer's daughter. But if you listen to what they're doing in the late, mid 2000, 2010s and today, that's kind of the sound that kept through. That's the common thread. So kind of yachty. The drum sounds are. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. You knew that was coming. So, yes, I had to preface it because yeah. what I'm hearing is some uh, Paul Mute plucking. I'm hearing some sax. The bass work is on point. Uh, you're yeah. hearing European sophistopop, is what you're hearing, young man. I know what I'm hearing. That is right. hearing. Uh, you don't, just don't know what to call it. Yeah, European sophistopop, uh, <laughs> young man. <laughs> All right. Uh, now you can try to get out of here if you want to get out of here so bad. Ahoy, Paloy. Ahoy, Paloy. 